0: Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone
1: These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Thursday, February 28th, 2019. I'm Sarah Lane. Amazon announced Project Zero to help eliminate counterfeit products from its site. Once approved, a Project Zero brand can directly flag and remove counterfeit listings of their products on their own. Previously, brands had to submit a request to Amazon and wait through an evaluation process. Project Zero is invite-only for now, with brands able to join a wait list. The company will also be requiring that Project Zero users undergo required training, and Amazon plans to actively monitor activity. Amazon also announced Amazon Day for Prime members in the U.S. to let them control what day of the week their orders arrive. Amazon says that orders will arrive together on the selected Amazon Day in fewer boxes and allow for more predictable delivery. The company also says it tested Amazon Day with a group of Prime members, although it didn't say how many, and the results reduced packaging by tens of thousands of boxes over several months. Apple announced it will lay off 190 employees in Santa Clara and Sunnyvale, California, in its self-driving car division. New details about the layoffs, which were originally reported by CNBC in a letter this month to the California Employment Development Department, say that most of the Project Titan employees affected are engineers and that the layoffs will take effect April 16th. Motorola tells Engadget that it indeed plans to launch a foldable phone, first seen in a patent filing from the company, which describes a smartphone that features a large internal display that bends in half when the device is closed. Motorola VP of Global Product Dan Deary says that they're also exploring a dual hinge device with a single screen that folds twice, leaving only a third of the display exposed when in phone mode. Uber and Lyft will give some of their drivers a chance to participate in their initial public offerings, sources tell the Wall Street Journal. Both companies will reportedly offer programs to give active and long-serving drivers a cash award, with the option to convert that cash into stock, even though drivers are contractors, not full-time employees. Little unusual. Uber's plan is said to be designed to give some drivers either a cash bonus or the option to use that money to buy shares at the IPO price. On the other hand, Lyft would reportedly give drivers with 10,000 rides logged in, $1,000 they can either keep or use toward those IPO shares, and drivers with at least 20,000 rides would be eligible for $10,000. The U.S. Department of Transportation and the Federal Aviation Administration issued new rules around lithium-ion batteries on flights. Specifically, the new interim final rule bans lithium-ion cells and batteries in the cargo area of passenger airplanes. And the rule also sets new guidance for lithium-ion batteries that travel on cargo-carrying planes that they should not exceed a state of being 30% charged. The new rule won't affect current rules allowing electronic devices in the passenger cabin of planes. This only reiterates guidance in place by the UN authority under US regulation. So to sum it up, smartphones, tablets and laptops are to be kept in carry on baggage. And if they're packed in checked baggage, they should be turned off completely and packed to be protected from damage. TikTok has agreed to pay $5.7 million to the U.S. Federal Trade Commission to settle accusations that Musical.ly, which was acquired by ByteDance and merged into TikTok, did not get parental approval before signing up users younger than 13. Starting now, all TikTok users will need to verify their age, and the under-13-year-olds will then be directed to a separate in-app experience that prevents them from publishing videos to TikTok. And finally, Legendary Studios has signed a six-year deal with Norwegian video game developer Funcom to produce at least three new games based on the Frank Herbert's Dune IP. The games will target both PCs and consoles with pre-production on an open-world multiplayer title rumored to have already started. The original Dune game released in 1992 was an RTS adventure game hybrid, followed by Dune 2, Dune 2000, a remake of Dune 2, Emperor Battle for Dune, all RTS games, and Frank Herbert's Dune, an adventure game based on Sci-Fi's Dune miniseries. <laughs> a lot of Dune. For more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to DailyTechNewsShow.com. I'm Sarah Lane, and thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time.